my husband hasn't had a proper a full proper erection for three years we're both almost 50 he works long hours and all his energy goes into work i've tried many many things talking weekends away viagra ah. etc <laughs> i've suggested counseling hired porn dvds and really nothing has worked i find myself looking at other men all the time wishing i could have an affair just for the sex i don't like the distinction between men's and women's sexual health <laughs> in terms of um, sexual health mm -hmm. that it's not just about like what happens in there mm -hmm. but it's also what happens outside of sex is very mm -hmm. holistic hello globies welcome to the world health investigation podcast my name is jocelyn i'm edna we are young global health professionals and your hosts for the world health investigation podcast also known as the whi we will be discussing all things global health unpacking the most controversial health and social issues as well as promoting new wave global health development and equity so Edna, Adina, what's the tea in global health today? There's a lot of tea in global health. Mm -hmm. And to help us sip the tea, mm -hmm. we have a very special guest. A special guest. His name is David. David. Davido. Yes, David uh, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where, where are these nicknames come from? Uh, you know, there's so many. David is such a regular name, you know. We have to yeah, add some spice. It up. Yeah. <laughs> make it global. Give, make it global, global. exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, David, actually, we did the same course in um, BSc Applied Medical Sciences, Science. actually, at UCL. So specific. Yes, uh, so specific. All of us did the All same. of us All actually of us did. did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he did a master's as well at King's College London mm -hmm. in Global Health. Wow. Hello, Global Health Professional. <laughs> Don't me. And he's also a management consultant. Yes, I big am. Big things. Big, big moves. Big moves. Very different. Very cool. So, a lot of you might ask yourself why we have David here today. Well, we have some tea for you. We're talking about men. But before that, before we get into it, yeah, we're going to give you the pre-tea. Before we give you the real gist, we have the preparatory tea. Of course. The news of the week. The news of the week. Edna, spill the tea. Yes, I got you. So, you guys know of COP. Yes. COP. COP27 is Cop. happening oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Egypt. Egypt. Should I even dare pronounce the name? Sham El Sheikh. And I do not disrespect the, the Arabic. They will come. It's yeah. a very nice resort area in Egypt. <laughs> That's mm. where it's happening this year for the next two weeks, mm -hmm. actually. So obviously, this is the United Nations Climate Summit. All the world leaders are there. They're talking about climate change, mm. climate mitigation, all the important things. The hot topics of this. But you know, um, you know who, who ain't going to be there? Who? Greta Thunberg. Wow. Oh. You guys remember Greta? Yeah. She came for their next. Oh she my came day. for their next. She's now 19 years old. She said, COP27, I'm not attending. That's big. She is boycotting COP27 because she says... They are just greenwashing. Mm -hmm. And part of it is in protest to the fact that Egypt has about 60,000 prisoners. 
What? Political prisoners. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. I didn't know it was that many. It was that many. They have 60,000 political prisoners Mm -hmm. because essentially Egypt these days under the ruler that's there Mm -hmm. is very strict when it comes to political freedom and expressing your political opinions, even for climate change activists. Mm -hmm. So there's quite a few climate change activists that are actually imprisoned. And there's a lot of people, even in research, researchers can't say a lot about what's going on exactly with Egypt and its pollution. Everyone's just very scared to be imprisoned yeah. so a lot of people are protesting mm-hmm. um what i thought was very interesting with these climate change the cop 27s yeah. what i didn't know is like for example this one is being sponsored by coca-cola oh. interesting coca-cola is one of the sponsors and apparently it uses fossil fuels to produce about 120 billion throwaway plastic bottles each year and there's a Kenya civil society group that has actually pointed out that nearly half of the plastic bottle waste in its country can be tracked back to Coca-Cola. Wow. How that ironic. How ironic is that? What yeah. are you guys' thoughts? I, I, you know what's funny? I even heard that the previous COP20, was COP26? 26, yeah. Or one of the previous ones was sponsored by an oil company. Yes. <laughs> oil and gas company. Yeah. They had an oil and gas company <laughs> just right there front and center. This actually makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make sense, you guys, to continue yeah. to have these cops and they're sponsored by all these big companies? No, because at the same time as well, like in terms of getting everyone there, mm-hmm. they're all mm. taking planes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like in terms of sustainability, isn't really helping things. No. Yeah. And, Private jets. And the companies that go there, like some of them have business models based on like pollution and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if there's clothing people. You are exploiting people. Mm-hmm. You are causing um, disruptions to sustainability. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are they doing there? Are they gonna come there to say, "Oh, we're gonna dissolve our business"? Or I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it. <laughs> no, I doubt it. Yeah, I thought this term greenwashing was very interesting. I'd never heard of it before. Like, we all know of whitewashing, um, and for people who don't know, that's essentially when companies a lot of the times posture this whole eco-friendly thing mm-hmm. and some of them sometimes reported they spend more money on marketing to look mm-hmm. eco-friendly, eco-friendly than they do on actual eco-friendly policies in mm-hmm. their companies yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so i thought that was super interesting yeah. um but in general i would say yeah these meetings are obviously important for setting global agendas yeah. but you know it's very hard to take the un seriously when they have sponsorship and money coming from coca-cola because mm-hmm. obviously, how can you hold Coca-Cola accountable mm-hmm. when they're the ones giving you money? Yeah. Yeah. But then it, it, it also makes me think more like on a bad, bad side of things. Mm-hmm. Like they might say, okay, we don't have the money to fund these things, these, yeah. these conferences. So where are they going to get the money from? I don't know, man. Go on Zoom. Anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Do not, not anywhere, but not from Coca-Cola or yeah. the oil companies. Yeah. Like, the ones producing the most pollution. At the very least. At the very least. So that was the news this week. Mm-hmm. But Thank for the real tea. Wow. The real, the real, real tea. tea. So wow. a few of you, actually, some of you have complained that, oh, you only speak about women's issues. Everyday abortion. <laughs> oh, say women, women, women. Oh, women's rights. We said, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. We've listened. We heard you. We heard you. We're speaking about sexual health in men. Sexual and reproductive health in men today, yes. and um, number one, it's 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 quite an interesting topic because it's so broad. Mm-hmm. It covers like it covers from like the most like you know like sexual topics to like more like um, biological reproductive 
types of things. So we're going to try to just start off with a little case study that will set the picture and, and really depict what it means in particular to have something like erectile dysfunction, which is one of the mm. most common um of the most common uh, 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 sexual disorders in men. Yeah. So, um, Edna, do you want to quickly just give us a quick read of what, what's happening? Yes. Uh, and this episode is very timely because it's November. It's um. oh yeah, in the light of men's <laughs> men's health. This is the month. This is the month of men's health, isn't it? This is for y'all. Yeah. yeah, it's actually an anonymous story shared by a woman um, from a women's media company called Mama Mia, and she shared this anonymously. So, Edna. she says my husband hasn't had a proper a full proper erection for three years we're both almost 50 he works long hours and all his energy goes into work i've tried many many things talking weekends away viagra Ah. etc i've suggested counseling hired porn dvds and really nothing has worked he really doesn't say anything and i'm sure he's embarrassed You guys are laughing. Wow, this no, is serious. No, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Keep no, reading no, the it's story. Serious, Let it's him serious. land. Mm-hmm. Let him land. And I'm sure he's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. The last time he initiated things was at least 10 years ago. Ah, oh, 10 years! When our son was about two. It took a long time <laughs> for him to even agree to Viagra. When we do finally get there, he is attentive to me. It is good, but... Closing the deal doesn't happen. He's not hard, so it's literally an anti-climax. He would yell and get angry and defensive when I brought it up. There is now so much pressure about the sex that we are not having. Um, I find myself looking at other men all the time, wishing I could have an affair just for the sex. Ah, not the affair thoughts. This this woman aired it all out. She really, she, she really went all, out. went all out. Wow. No, what? I can tell this was serious for her. What are our initial thoughts? Initial thoughts. Well, it's a serious issue. It seems like it's very psychological for the guy. Mm. In the sense that he isn't really that open to talk about it. Yeah. And I think it goes to show that it's a taboo amongst men mm-hmm. maybe oh that's just from my experience yeah but yeah and that's what we're here we want to get want to hear your experience like what well, when you hear this case study right obviously like yeah. i want to know what you actually think not what you want people to think what you actually think okay. um yeah. what if you were in this position where yeah. you are the guy yeah. what, what would you do or how what, what would be your initial reaction well obviously um nobody wants to be in that position mm-hmm. So, well, the mindset that you'd be in is probably one of not wanting to disappoint your partner. Yeah. And with that comes other um, like emotions, like you'd be anxious that next time, oh, is it going to happen again? Mm. So, like, performance anxiety. And mm. that is, like, known to worsen um, erectile dysfunction as well. Mm-hmm. So, stuff like that. I feel like I'd be thinking about it and psychologically it just wouldn't be great. I wouldn't be in a good psychological state mm, after yeah. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you feel open to speak about it? Um yeah, probably because mm-hmm. I'd want to make sure it gets fixed. Yeah. Um but thinking of it in that way probably might not be the best way. Like mm-hmm. 
just thinking of a quick fix because mm. uh, it's a lot of pressure. Um, so yeah, I probably need to rethink a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the when it gets to that point, mm-hmm. but yeah, just everything. It's interesting how you mentioned the whole like um the fact that it can be quite a taboo and it can be a, a quite a difficult subject to talk about, but it's also not a quick fix. Yeah. Do you think that the way that society perceives um men's sexuality and like being a man has any influence on that? Like what what is your like understanding? What to you what is like what do you feel is like the role of like you know like being a man in this whole situation? Being the role of the man. Yeah, so like the role explain. of the man. Like uh, like in society, like sometimes like there is this pressure to perform sexually, mm-hmm. obviously. Like there yeah. most of the time you see men um like bragging about, oh, you know, my, my wife, I can I can do this, I can get this many n n number of girls. Um, what what would you say about the role that a man usually plays when it comes to this? Like how what's your perception of like sexuality in this type of scenario or in more in general more personally well, yeah i don't know uh, just in terms of like breaking that down mm-hmm. into what is masculinity yeah i feel like the common like view is that masculinity is just not femininity mm-hmm. it's just like men are the status quo mm-hmm. or like the um the standard the, the standard yeah and then anything outside that is feminine Mm. like there's no like balance of the two Mm. yeah i actually find this question interesting about like what is masculinity even Mm. i actually find it hard to put into words like without thinking of things that are like stereotypical general but because these days i'll think about like okay what does it mean to be masculine Mm -hmm. but then even when i describe the things i'm like that could also be a woman to be honest so i actually myself struggle nowadays to like define like what is masculinity even you know that's that's a good the reason why i'm asking this question is because a lot of the time masculinity is associated with I don't know, aggression mm-hmm. and performance, especially in the bedroom. Mm. Like, most men take pride in <clears throat> your ability to, you know, get n number of girls mm. or whatnot. So this goes back to the question around, like, sexual health and, and how something like this could impact whether or not we address it in society. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, um, like, men's sexual health is, is spoken enough? Do you think it's something that we're aware of? Is it something that we just brush over? Um, me, from my point of view, I mm. feel like, um, as a woman, I would say I know less about men's sexual and reproductive health compared to how much I know about women's health. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because I'm a woman, so I pay attention more to issues that affect women mm-hmm. or if it's literally even in school, I feel like we do learn about like the menstrual cycle and all these things, but yeah. You hear very little about like what's going on with the prostate, what's going on with men's cycles Mm -hmm. and all these different things. It's only now that when I've gone out of my way to like research and look that I'm now understanding the issues men face. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when it comes to the point of men's sexual health and their masculinity, I do feel as if it's something that people don't talk about enough, Mm -hmm. especially the men themselves, because like we're saying, the the like being able to perform sexually is very mm-hmm. much tied to your masculinity. So I think there's part of it where if you're admitting that there's a problem with your sexual health, it's mm-hmm. almost like challenging your own masculinity at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. And that could mean, you know, 
you know, that could take a hit to your ego. It, yeah, that could work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could yeah. be a hit to your ego. So mm. even admitting the problem, I think, is an issue. Mm. But I don't know, David, how you see it. Um, well, well, first of all, I, I don't like the distinction between men's and women's sexual health. Mm. Just in the terms, it, it reminds me of like, um, remember in Global Health, Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, it started off as tropical medicine. Ah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. It kind of just said, oh, global south, you do what you want, you have your own thing. Mm-hmm. But then now they're realizing it's more holistic, mm-hmm. so there's more to it. So mm-hmm. I was just thinking a little bit of, of digging. Mm-hmm. And in terms of um, sexual health, mm-hmm. that it's not just about like what happens in there mm-hmm. but it's also what happens outside of sex is very mm-hmm. holistic mm-hmm. yeah so um cdc um defines it as a state of well-being mm-hmm. in relation to sexuality across the lifespan mm-hmm. that involves physical emotional mental social and spiritual dimensions mm-hmm. and it's an intrinsic element of human health mm-hmm. and based on a positive equitable respectful approach to sexuality relationships and reproduction that's mm-hmm. free of coercion, fear, discrimination, stigma, shame, and violence. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that was a really good definition yeah. and a way to see it. Because then, in terms of what you asked about men's sexual health, mm-hmm. like, it creates a safe space. Mm-hmm. Like, if people have more knowledge about both sexes mm-hmm. and what's happening, that creates sort of a safe space for both genders to talk more openly mm-hmm. about what's happening. Because... In the same way that you're saying um, you don't know that much about men's sexual health, mm-hmm. I feel like um, guys don't really um, consider uh, women's sexual health. So it's better to just kind of see it as one. Mm-hmm. Like sexual health doesn't just... It, there isn't a split. It's yeah. like one continuous mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also like when we also think about trans people, like does it necessarily have to be like either or and when they're making the decision mm-hmm. does it have to be that binary mm-hmm. and you know it's good i think at the you mentioned the cdc definition the who world health organization they all have a very similar definition as well but yeah. they also include saying that it um it's not always binary that there are people that are that do not identify as you know either a man or woman yeah mm-hmm. so they have like a both sex, sexual organs. Mm. And um, they also specify that for sexual health to be attained and maintained, the sexual rights of all persons must be respected, protected, and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yes, respected, protected, and fulfilled. Yeah. So they, when I heard that initially, I was like, okay, that sounds like nice, right? But then it's also like, okay, um, fulfilled. Yeah. So that means on both sides, both partners need to be fulfilled. fulfilled. So then it's like in a case like this where yeah. there's erectile dysfunction mm. or there someone is not fulfilled, yeah. are they sexually healthy? Wow. Well, oh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they have the um they have the right also the sexual right to not fulfill as well. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saved yourself right uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, to not fulfill. Yeah, yeah. They, they have the right to um to do what they want in it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because okay let's say in this situation maybe the man is like listen i just want to focus on my career right now like i want to abstain i want to 
just focus on work like yeah he has the right to do he has that. the right to do that yes no i think this is more in a scenario where both are consensual and they mm-hmm. both agree they want to have sex but there's one person that is not fulfilled like it's not a matter of consent consent hasn't really been granted uh-huh. no, but then but one person is not consent isn't a one-time thing it's like continuous yeah. No, 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 like, as, okay, let me be more specific. You need to be specific. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I know what you're trying to say. It ain't me who's going to say it. No, no, I mean, I'm saying, right, yeah, I'm saying, right, as this woman said, uh-huh. that the times where he's about to arrive, he cannot. <laughs> he cannot. Uh, he cannot. He cannot land. So, um, in this case, it's almost like, obviously, she has had to initiate so many times. The last time he initiated anything was 10 years ten ago. Years ago yeah. It's that. not because he's not giving consent. It's simply either he's not into her or actually he does have erectile, uh, some form of disorder. But in this case, it's almost like, is, is the woman justified in saying, she even said that she wants to, she's considering cheating. You're having an affair. She's ha- having an affair. She's already thinking that far. So is it, is she, is she, would we say that, um, is her thought process justified or do we, do we uh, we can't blame him we can't blame her but i do i do think however that's just my personal opinion that if she's already thinking about cheating she should go seek help as well like she, <laughs> she should, you need to also like check check yourself sis. Yeah. check yourself just yeah. you know but but more on like if she's not fulfilled um in that aspect and her man is also trying um is she sexually healthy See, my, the first thought that came in my head was like, sure, maybe someone has erectile dysfunction, but mm-hmm. you know, sex isn't just penis and vagina sex. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to think. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay, what do you think, David? Well, I mean, yes, there's numerous avenues you can take. Um, Edna is right. <laughs> um, but I mean, the guy, he has a lot of going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just not being open about what is actually happening. Because yeah. stress is also a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might be on medication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He might be obese. Mm-hmm. Uh, obesity also affects it. There's all sorts. There's the psychological dimension, but there's also the physical dimension, which mm-hmm. was mentioned in the... Um, case study in the case and that leads me on to the question i was about to ask you next which is what do you think causes this mm. is erectile dysfunction we, we, should we tell all wives to not stress their husbands <laughs> oh, <laughs> otherwise he will not perform is that what we're saying um well she might not be the cause it says he's stressed mm. on work yeah um, yeah so like yeah there's two pronged um like two branches of mm-hmm. causes one mm-hmm. psychological Mm-hmm. And the other one, physical. Mm-hmm. So under the physical one, you think of all the stuff that could go wrong. So mm-hmm. like they could become sick. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, might be t- on medication. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, there's some other sort of physical related thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. And then on the other side, there's the psychological side. Yeah. So... Um, depression and anxiety mm-hmm. are known to cause it. Yeah. So, well, he has depression, or yeah, ten years isn't um, uncommon, probably. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Like, well, he has that. 
Mm-hmm. There might be underlying issues. Yeah. Mm. Um, then there's performance anxiety as well. Mm. Um, the fear of failure, basically. Mm. And then um, PTSD, trauma. Yeah. All of that mm. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that you need to take into account and that can probably go wrong. There yeah. are ways to try and, I mean, rectify well. It's possible to fix it. Rectify erectile dysfunction. <laughs> um but yeah, um it might not work. So mm. then I guess either you need to work out your relationship and enter a new era or find another <laughs> another alternative. Ah, what what alternatives would you recommend? I don't know. It depends. <laughs> It's a free world. It's a <laughs> free world. We're in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> the one that I think I hadn't uh, deeped a lot was um, prostate cancer. Mm. Yeah. And also, like, even people who have recovered from prostate cancer, because mm-hmm. obviously so one of the treatments is radiotherapy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that can have its, like, long-lasting effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's one that surprised me as a cause of erectile dysfunction as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think most of the time people think of whenever you think of like men's sexual health, you automatically think, ah, erectile dysfunction. That's mm. it, right? But there are actually many, like whilst it's one of the most common problems experienced by males, mm-hmm. um, there are other things like certain low sperm counts. So for example, low sperm count would be a condition that affects the probability of conceiving. Yeah. Um, and it's usually caused by various factors. So if it's diagnosed at the right time, the condition can be effectively treated um, and people with low sperm counts may experience low sex drive, pain or swelling in the testicular region and also decreased facial hair and mm-hmm. other indicative signs. Um, there's also low testosterone levels. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that includes like, you know, for example, like the male hormone levels that affect their overall sexual health. So, yeah, with this, the most common symptoms would be things like insomnia, um, changes in body fat depression as you mentioned mm. and infertility mm-hmm. and then last you mentioned testicular cancer so this is usually considered like period for everyone and some cancers like that in the testes are often not given the disease burden that it deserves mm. yeah. unfortunately um so we're raising all these issues and i'm sure people may be thinking why are we talking about sexual health is it a glo- is it a global health concern is this something that why should we care mm-hmm. and well, what are the stats saying so according to statistics like general statistics that we've mm-hmm. seen across the globe 42 percent of 40 to 70 year old men suffer from varying degrees of sexual disorders so and these diseases are caused by a variety of biological biological and psychological factors as david just mentioned um and in a, and in um in this world there are about 15 percent of couples that are affected by sexual disharmony oh. um and amongst these 40 to 50 percent are because of male factors and obviously it's not to put the stigma on men to say that okay like we're going to put the burden of like sexual health on like men. But unfortunately, most of the time when there's like, um, there are big issues within marriages, within like relationships and couples, most of the time it's, it's, it goes from like it being like, Oh, a simple discussion around, Oh, why don't you, why don't you have sex to, it's a huge problem we need to fix in our marriage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So not just for married couples, but like just couples, couples in general. So it is, it's quite, um, it's quite an interesting one because that's, that's basically what sets the, 
well, the most like many family units don't feel that. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not, if you're like past the age of fifty and you don't feel like sexually satisfied, then yeah, you may not um fully even interact with your kids' world and whatnot. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think for me, beyond just sexual and reproductive health related to the ability to have sex, it's also just when we talk about STIs, you know, mm-hmm. sexually transmitted infections, mm-hmm. obviously those also impact men, mm-hmm. yeah. HIV, you know, gonorrhea, chlamydia, all of these things that, you know, are, you know, you know, top killers in the world every year, they mm-hmm. also affect men. So obviously we should care mm-hmm. as well about men's sexual reproductive health. Yeah. 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 Then there's also the element of the definition that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier and mm-hmm. just being holistic mm. and, the fact that sexual health also includes stuff like coercion mm. and um, like violence mm. as well. Yeah. So in that regard, like, yeah, in terms of men's sexual health, how do we present violence against women mm. as well and people who don't identify as mm-hmm. a man or woman? Yeah, no, so those are really good, all these, yeah. some very, very good points. Um, I have another bold question to ask. <laughs> so, yeah. we have mentioned erectile dysfunction, STIs, uh, prostate cancer, we've mentioned a bunch of things. We've not mentioned birth control. Mm. Wow. We have completely <laughs> ignored birth control. And my question is, most of the time when you think of birth control, you're automatically associated with women and like taking, I don't know, either you think of a condom or you think of um, I don't know, pills, etc., mm-hmm. etc. So my question for both of you, David, Edna, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, you too. Um, <laughs> should we encourage men to take more of the share of contraceptive responsibilities? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, if you think about it from just the time perspective, mm-hmm. a man can impregnate numerous different women within the same year <laughs> if, if he wanted to Facts. Facts. If, yeah. if a guy wanted to mm-hmm. as long as they have the capacity mm-hmm. well they don't even need the capacity some people just don't care about what they leave behind but anyway nick cannon huh? uh, 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 nick cannon nick cannon yeah that one that man does not care oh he is spreading his seed yes. mm-hmm. and he's leaving behind yeah damage so because of people like that (laughs) (laughs) fam that's true though yeah yeah. because of people like that it would be best if people like that weren't able to cause that damage Mm. like in terms of yeah that that can seriously um change the trajectory of someone's life especially Mm. if they don't receive the um support that they should Mm. like women in um, global south and stuff that could potentially stop them from going to school stuff yeah. like that so reducing that could probably reduce the burden on women mm. and that's something that should be moved towards definitely definitely yeah, yeah. A, ma- a man can be involved in a pregnancy like causing a pregnancy but he doesn't have to really stop his stop life it, yeah mm. he can just carry on he can continue mm-hmm. his job at mm. most he'll take two weeks paternity leave maybe even if, if he's allowed even. That's if he's allowed so yeah. um yeah when it comes to pregnancy i feel like 
yeah, men should take more responsibility for that because it takes two to tango. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we have, and that's the other thing where I'm like, I feel like for women, there are so many options mm. in terms of contraception. You have so many different choices. Mm-hmm. Whereas for men, it's what? The condom and... Vasectomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vasectomy, abstinence it. maybe. Yeah, um, some will say pull out pull out yes <laughs> that, yeah i would uh-uh, i don't count that one <laughs> yeah, that was... you know what's actually funny is like I, I saw this on a on a website that was referencing a who um and they said that until very recently the only types of male birth control in existence that were entirely within control of the man uh-huh. were barrier methods and some natural methods and these the only three include male condoms vasectomies and the withdrawal method <laughs> the pull out button and they said that male condoms and vasectomies are incredibly effective at preventing pregnancy but the thing with vasectomies is that they're permanent right they just will never well, you can remove them you can retie the tubes yes. yeah yeah bro oh wow <laughs> i've understood that what is this man saying that he was nah that's a common misconception yeah. actually that stops men from actually getting oh. that because yeah. they don't think that they can undo it but, oh, yeah. so why don't men do it? Ah. I don't know. They probably feel shy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm shy. I'm shy. They don't want the doctor to see. <laughs> okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. And they said that the vasectomy is also much less invasive than the mm-hmm. female equivalent of like a tubal ligation. Yeah. And it's also much cheaper yeah. than that. So, yeah, maybe we should encourage men to use that more. Yeah. But I mean, besides that, in, in terms of actually pre- preventing mm-hmm. sexually transmitted infection, I mean, as long as uh, you don't have protection, you're, you're still relatively likely to get STIs. Yeah. Mm. So it just helps in terms of um, pregnancy, but mm-hmm. not so much but if you're STIs actually trying to prevent disease, public health perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Still wear your condom. Still wear your condoms. <laughs> Prevent STIs and yeah, yeah. And the, the the one last thing that I don't think we touched on was um we mentioned the causes of erectile dysfunction, which would be stress, um maybe depression, some psychological factors. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's one that we 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 failed to mention and it's mm-hmm. almost overlooked. Um, mm-hmm. masturbation. Um, could oh. we could we say that? Um, because a lot of the time when you I think the 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 explanation. Is that if you over like if it's excessively done, then you kind of trigger that part of your brain that automatically just like like shuts down when you have like real sex. Mm. So um, yeah. What what are your thoughts? Yeah. No, I I had read about that in terms of like okay, a lot of the times I'm like yeah, masturbation is fine. Yeah, you can do it. It's maybe even healthy. Some people will say. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that I've read that when you do it excessively, it almost like reduces your sensitivity in some mm-hmm. sense your sexual sensitivity mm-hmm. so you can go overboard with it and it can actually start impacting your performance mm. so no nah, like yeah um in terms of overstimulation and stuff mm-hmm. yeah it just goes hand in hand with, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> hand in hand oh wow <laughs> <laughs> You guys are sick. <laughs> it's Edna, not me. Oh, wow. Edna, you yeah. said two out of pocket things. Nah, to be fair, it's not out of pocket. Everything is permissible for yes. the purpose of health. 
yes. health. For I'm health. doing all this for health. health. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I was just saying that it goes hand in hand with um, pornography use as well. Mm. Um, because you can learn quite a few different unhealthy sexual behaviours mm-hmm. from watching, especially if you're introduced to it from quite a young age, as yeah. most people aren't it's digital mm-hmm. aged. So um yeah, you probably have to unlearn a lot of stuff before you can actually have a healthy sexual relationship. Mm. Yeah. And that includes like the performance aspect as well. Mm. Um yeah. <laughs> well, what do you no, mean? just because like when when you watch it probably like you learn a lot of the scripting and cues mm-hmm. that you wouldn't know beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like you'd think things are normal. Yeah. yeah. Which might not necessarily be normal because there's so many different categories then. Yeah, it's not real uh, life. It's, it's, not, it's not real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys ever watched Euphoria. Oh. No, it's a show on HBO. Like, there's a scene where one guy is having sex with his girlfriend and then he just chokes her. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, literally. They're, they're meant to be like high school students. And so she's just there, like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah, I know. I've seen this. I thought girls are like this. And she's like, no. Yeah. Who told you that? Like, she was quite traumatized as well. Like, mm-hmm. why would you just do that? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just to your point. Porn is in real life. Is yeah. is not real life, and it could have an impact of how you actually perceive sex mm. and your sexual relationships. And that might even impact your enjoyment as well. Because mm. if you like make that your expectation, then mm-hmm. anything that falls below, like you might not grow yeah. up. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just just like how there's a resistance to antibiotics, there's also resistance to sex. Wow. <laughs> Look at my geek joke. <laughs> Anyways, what advice would you give to listeners, like the men listening to this, like Globies, your younger brothers, your your siblings, your cousins? What advice should people take from this? I mean, men, women as well. We're we're also concerned, right? So, <laughs> if you're, you know, what's so funny? If you're in the in the case of this, you know, woman in our case study, she was clearly very concerned. So it's it's it would impact us all, and also we want to have that more holistic approach, yeah. right? So, what advice do we have for the globies? What would you say? I'll start with David because you know. yeah. Well, first of all. I speak from my own experience, mm-hmm. not for all men. <laughs> uh, let's just get that out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the first piece of advice I'd get is definitely beware of your mental health mm. and like your psychological state mm-hmm. at all times. Um, try and take, um, yeah, secondly, um, that's the psychological part. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> to break like, it down. And the um, second point I'd make is to take care of your physical health because mm-hmm. that actually does have an impact, mm-hmm. especially for young guys like um, like stopping smoking, mm-hmm. excessive drinking, mm-hmm. exercising, cardiovascular health. Mm-hmm. All of that impacts your ability um, to perform on the day as it goes. As it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the day. Yeah, on the day. Um, then... Um, yeah, just be more open mm-hmm. about um, sexual health topics. Um, it's better that you have knowledge than to be in ignorance mm-hmm. because that can cause a lot of harm, um, not just to you, but to other people, uh, even in terms of how you form relationships um, with 
um, whoever it is you form relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want it to be harmful. You don't want it be, no. to be toxic. Mm-hmm. You don't want to end up like the couple whereby you can't talk to each other. No. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, just, just make sure that you have an open space. Mm. Find people you can talk to about your issues and don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> we don't buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. Well, for this segment, I genuinely thought I was like, I'm a woman. What can I tell other men? Yeah. And so I thought, why should I get input? Why don't I just ask other men? So that's what I did. So we're just gonna cut to some audio we collected from just different men giving advice on what you should all do when it comes to your sexual health. So we'll cut to that now. Alright, so my piece of advice would be for guys to get tested as much as possible if they have multiple partners or even if they have a single partner, depending on the nature of their relationship. I hope my fellow brethren have taken up the No Not November challenge in this hypersexualized world. Challenge yourselves to conserve your precious sexual energy. Channel it to a more productive and creative endeavor that you choose. This discipline practiced in India since a millennia called Brahmacharya or celibacy can aid you in becoming a man of unparalleled focus. As someone staying in South Africa, I think that the advice that most of us follow or understand is that staying safe and staying clean is the most important thing so i think if i were to give advice to anyone it's just to not even in south africa just in general staying safe and staying clean i would give to you as to all men for having safe sex first risk you have to know at least about risk of getting sexual transmitted diseases second preventions you have to know at least about how to protect yourself from the diseases and last treatment you have to know at least about how can you access to the treatment if you have the diseases this is not only for you but also for your beloved people i would first like to tell men that sexual relation is not a high level sport but a pleasure between two people that this is top been influenced by porn film, which prone the resistance of man in sexual relation more than enough. That is, I have noticed the use of sexual stimulant such as Viagra, which is a bad thing at long because it leads to erectile dysfunction which brings many complications in your couple or in your future couple such as sexual dissatisfaction of your partner. Sexual health for men is a combination of multiple factors including a healthy diet, um, exercise and good mental health. Given this, young men need to watch their lifestyles now as neglecting this could have detrimental sexual health outcomes in the future. So eat well, rest, exercise, drink lots of water, cut down on alcohol and smoking, and practice safe sex. Both the future you and your partner will be thankful for your good health choices today.
Thank you. Shout out to all the guys that participated in my mm-hmm. little <laughs> project here <laughs> and sending me their voice notes and contributing to this episode. So shout out to y'all. I want to expose y'all. Some some of you asked to be anonymous, but you know who you are. You know who you yeah. are. Shout out to them. A few of them have mentioned um, getting involved in things around, you know, men's health. Like if there are any campaigns that you want to join, where you feel supported, that's also encouraged. Some have also the, also um, discouraged the use of certain certain stimulants like Viagra. I don't know, but uh, listen. Anyways, um, my my advice. Um, obviously it feels yeah, it feels a bit misplaced for me to give advice to men, but I'm not speaking from like okay. Obviously, I care, right? That's why I'm speaking about this. So I'm gonna say, let's not make it a taboo. Let's let's have these conversations more and more. And you're not alone if you feel that. Um. And it might be difficult to speak to your bro about it or speak to someone else about it, but you know that I mentioned the stats here. It happens a lot more than you think. Mm-hmm. So you're not alone. So just like feel free to open up, even with your partner or like the person that you're with, like open up and tell them and you might you can find a solution together. Because most of the time the issues that come down to um that, that affect sex are, are linked to other issues around like as David said, like mental health, etc. So just having that more of like a holistic approach and also i want to come for the women mm. last thing let's stop shaming please let's like mm. this goes to men and women because men do it as well but i'm thinking to women because i'm a woman uh, let's stop shaming men that underperform as well like you know shaming like body shaming that kind of stuff like let's also like avoid that because you never know who is facing it you know you never know it could be your brother that is facing that problem like, you don't even know so as much as we promote body positivity, I think we should also promote this on the men's side as well. Yeah. Yes, 100%. My last thing, my last thing is because when I was like thinking about it at first, I was like, oh, I know women have gynecologists, but like, who do men go to? And then mm-hmm. I learned it's a urologist. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> if you have questions, if you have any concerns, find yourself a urologist. They'll sort you out. They'll sort you out. Yeah, and oops, actually say the issues because I know some men actually go to the, they go and do a checkup and they won't say what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I just go stare, look at me, I look at you. Oh, so when you go there, actually, you might ask he or she might actually ask you some very um, private questions and like around like the pain, the the the, the size, etc. Like you know, that's your doctor, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to help you. Yeah. So I think that we can close it here. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the World Health Investigation Podcast. I am Jocelyn. I'm Edna. We are Young Global Health Professionals and we've been your hosts for this episode of the World Health Investigation Podcast. And we have had a wonderful, handsome guest, David, joining us here today. And obviously not speaking for all men, but we obviously (laughs) appreciate you for being here and, you know, sharing your voice. Yeah. Um, So thank you very much for listening and please, please, I almost forgot. You guys almost made me forget. We have an event. (laughs) We have an event coming up. Speak of the unspoken. Yes. Please, 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 please. Sign up and register. We're having it postponed actually on the 30th of November um, due to unforeseen circumstances. So please do sign up in the link. We have it on our official website. So please go on there and click it. Make sure to follow us on our socials. Mm -hmm. Yes, on Facebook, LinkedIn, just look up World Health Investigation Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at WHI underscore podcast. You can find us, follow us. 
We have an event bite page for the event. Speak of the unspoken hot questions of global health. Just look us up, register, and who knows? Somebody said David might be there. Oh, huh? 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 Uh, 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 he might. He, 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 uh, he, he just might make an appearance. He just might be. And no, wait. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. Yeah. So this is your chance to also have a say. Come and debate with us. If you disagree with what we said here today, yeah. Come speak to us in person. In person. We're ready. Come beat me. Come. <laughs> So thank you very much for listening and have a lovely rest of the week. Bye. 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 <laughs>